Hello and welcome to the Connect and Rise podcast. I'm your host, Cody. And I'm your host, Reese. And we will be talking to you about all things health and wellness. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, we're going to go straight into part B of our podcast with Alex Tibbles. We finished off in the last episode talking about biohacking. So we're just about to jump in and Alex is going to explain what biohacking is. Enjoy guys. As briefly as you can, what is biohacking? Yeah, so so biohacking is, I've kind of started diving into this since I've kind of broadened my horizons on a whole like health and wellness because biohacking is basically it's short it's it's a shortened way of saying hacking your biology so hacking your body and your chemistry and your mind for kind of optimal performance Mm -hmm. or health and longevity Mm -hmm. so biohacking is kind of changing so nutrition what you eat that changes your kind of chemistry yeah um, like supplements is kind of that's that supplements and nutrition that's kind of all in one category yep, yep. Um, your environment mm-hmm. just changing things to kind of optimize your performance yeah. physically and mentally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so <laughs> there's biohacking is pretty broad yeah, yeah. If you if you drink caffeine, yep. like coffee, that's mm-hmm. a form of biohacking. Yep. You have coffee, that's caffeine, that's a stimulant. Mm-hmm. That kind of alters your mental state. It makes you more alert, it makes you more awake. That's that's a nootropic. Yeah. Yep. So there's in under biohacking there's nootropics, which kind of nootropics improve your memory, your cognition, your kind of mental performance. So if anyone is listening who has coffee, yeah. That's a form of biohacking. Yeah. So okay. biohacking is pretty broad. Yeah. So another form of biohacking is wearing blue light blocker glasses, yeah. mm-hmm. which stop mm-hmm. the blue light from entering your eyes. And what that does is when back when we were hunter and gatherers, mm-hmm. when humans roamed the savannas, yeah. when mm-hmm. the sun goes down and your, your body knows it's nighttime, your brain starts producing melatonin which is a hormone that kind of gets you drowsy it starts to get you ready for sleep now in today's world when the sun goes down there's so much artificial light around from workplaces like if you work in a westfield or like an office and if you're there till 9 p.m your body doesn't know what the sun's doing like you don't even know yourself if it's raining or what the weather is outside so your body has no idea so you don't start to produce that melatonin. Even mm-hmm. lights in a house, lights off your TV, laptop, phone phone screen. Yeah. Phones are a big one. Yeah. The blue light off your phone screen can stop that production. So yeah. if you're someone that struggles to sleep at night, mm-hmm. it could be because you're on your phone or looking at a screen for too long. Mm-hmm. And something that can help with that is blue light blocking glasses, which yeah. are just clear. Actually, no, sorry. You might have seen people wearing red tinted glasses. Yeah. yeah. I think they look pretty funny. Yeah. 
Um, the first ones that came out were red tinted, but now they're starting to come out with ones that are clear. Clear, yeah. yeah. Which Reese has a pair. You have a yeah, pair. Yeah. yeah. I have a pair as well. Yeah. I've got a clear uh, a clear pair. Yeah. And it's kind of, I didn't want to get a red pair because I would still wear them. Yeah. Around yeah. people. I had an orange pair before I had yeah. a clear pair. And yeah. you just get comments, and I'm I don't care. <laughs> yeah. No, I would no, still wear them. Yeah. But it's kind of just. I'd rather just wear clear ones and no one else. and just yeah. stop the stupid questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So I kind of put them on it. I think I have a, a, a timer set for seven thirty. Yeah. Every yep. every night, and I put them on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so for the last hour and a half of my day, I've got them on. Yeah. Yep. Hour and a half. Yeah, about nine yep. o'clock. I go to bed. Yeah. Yep. So for that last hour and a half, whatever I'm doing. I know I've got those on and my body's getting ready for sleep. So that just helps me get a better sleep when yeah. I do go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So to that, that example, um, using that example, your, your body naturally produces melatonin, mm. which helps you get to sleep naturally at night. Yeah. Looking at blue light or exposing yourself to blue light through your phone is probably the biggest one that people can relate to. Yeah. Stops that naturally happening. Yeah. So you're more likely to stay awake and be alert for longer and sort of fight your body's natural response to want to go to sleep yeah these 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 glasses stop that from happening stop the blue light from entering and and allow you to fall asleep naturally is that essentially what they do yeah pretty much so that when you do go to bed and lie down your body's already been preparing for that for the last however long yeah because normally when the sun goes down Mm -hmm. As humans, we would short, we would go to bed shortly after that because we're not nocturnal. Mm. We didn't evolve to have night vision for yeah. whatever reason. We're supposed yeah. to sleep during the night. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we're supposed to go to sleep at that time. That's the way we were kind of we evolved. Yeah. So yeah. biohacking is looking at the way we were supposed to be as humans. Yeah. Um, and kind of trying to mimic your life and kind of design your life as close as possible to that. Yeah. Because if we arrange everything as close to the way we're supposed to then we can get op- we can have optimal sleep our body's just gonna work better yeah if we work the way we're supposed to makes sense yeah it yeah. does make sense yeah 100 we weren't designed to work as you said before in shopping centers with no exposure to mm. the outside world mm. and then we off i think like and then we often wonder why we're not sleeping properly or we're up at three o'clock in the morning for example yeah and it's yeah no it's really really interesting so going back quickly to your morning routine so you're you're up yeah you're waking up naturally yeah so the light comes on radio starts yeah get out of bed straight on the yoga mat yeah i start i only do like maybe 10 minutes of yoga Mm -hmm. maybe 15 minutes yeah i put the kettle on actually no i just go straight to yoga yeah and i start that sometimes i read while i do yoga Mm -hmm. Sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. Usually I'll read after yoga anyway while I'm kind of having breakfast. Yeah. But sometimes I'll just do them both at the same time. Yeah. But it is it is a good practice to kind of just do yoga without anything in front of you because it's kind of a form of meditation. Yeah. You're just you're doing yoga and you're just doing the stretches and you're with your own thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a form of meditation. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think that meditation has to be, you know, sitting there mm-hmm. eyes closed doing very specific things yeah. yeah but it can just be meditation just 
in your head with your thoughts. Yeah. So you can do it in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you park and you're yeah. early for somewhere, yeah. you can just do it sitting there for five minutes or whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway, I won't go into meditation, but I did have meditation in my morning routine every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It started to get... It started to feel a bit like a chore. Mm. Like I wasn't looking forward to doing it and I was kind of getting over it. Yep. So I took it out of every day and I only do it maybe three mornings. Yep. A week, yep. A yep. week. Keep it fresh. But then I'd say, for example, like if I if I arrive somewhere early in the car, I'll meditate there. So I'm yep. practicing meditation more in my kind of day-to-day rather than specific I did it for about a year in my morning routine for a while to kind of build the habit. Because yeah. I was like, when I build the habit, it'll become easier, surely. Yeah. And it did for a while. Yeah. But then I've kind of changed my mind on it. And mm. I still get benefits from doing it. Yeah. Not every day, but yeah. a few days a week. Yeah. I still get benefits from it. Yeah, yeah. you would. So, wake up. Um, yoga, so it's movement. Yeah. Light. So, I've ticked the light box. I've ticked the movement box. Yeah. Hydrate is the next one mm-hmm. so these are the these are the i actually have five kind of categories that i have to i think it's five i should probably look it up but i'll go through <laughs> them and then we'll count them at the end yeah, yeah. so light yeah either sunlight or blue light yep mm-hmm. um movement yeah. so that could be yoga it could be you know handstand practice or mm-hmm. sit-ups or push-ups or squats something that's like five to ten minutes of movement yeah because yep. it's kind of like a warm-up for your day yeah I like yoga. I haven't been doing it too long. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a good balance if you're doing a lot of strength training. Yeah. Doing mobility and flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hydrate. So I have like a greens powder every morning. And yeah. I've actually just started. I just bought um, Hydrolite. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You yeah. can just get it from Woolworths. Yeah. I started having Hydrolite every morning because that's got heaps of electrolytes in it. Mm-hmm. And it's... Re- it's just it's just good for you. I mean, you're meant yeah. to have it if you're sick and if you've if you've been if you vomiting lose, or if you have yeah. diarrhea because it replaces your fluids. Yeah. But if you're you can just have that and replace your fluids anyway, yeah. and you'll feel a million bucks. Yeah. yeah. Electrolytes. So I've actually started doing that the last week, mm-hmm. mm. as well as the greens powder. So yeah. I have a glass of water with the greens powder. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of just a lot of vitamins and minerals and um, pre and probiotic and stuff stuff in there. Yeah. Um, the hydrolite as well, so hydrate. Yeah. Yep. Um, then I pretty much read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ten pages. That's yeah. something I've just started doing. Yeah. I used to just read stoicism, okay. so I've been kind of reading and learning a bit of, about stoicism, which is a philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much when I was on deployment that's when I kind of first got exposed to it yeah it's just a it's a philosophy that I like Mm -hmm. they have a lot of um interesting values that I kind of agree with and Mm -hmm. it's a way of life that I want to kind of live by those values yeah right so I read I'm reading at the moment it's a book by Ryan Holiday Mm -hmm. it's called The Daily Stoic Mm -hmm. and it's 365 pages and it's basically one stoic meditation because the stoic philosophers were from 500 bc from like like um athens yeah around that part of the world Mm -hmm. um socrates marcus aurelius um seneca if you've Mm -hmm. heard of them they were all stoic philosophers 
Right. So this is pretty old stuff. It's been around for a long time. Yeah. And I think it's important that we as humans learn from our past mistakes and yeah. our past things that are good. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so that's like yoga is a, an, like yoga and meditation is not new. It's been around for like centuries. Yeah, so mm. long. And so I kind of look at different like different cultures around the world yeah mm-hmm. and kind of pick what i kind of like and learn about them and kind of pick what's healthy and like what i think works well and kind of just put them all together yeah and practice yeah do i do a lot of self-experimentation which is biohacking is a a lot of self-experimentation because our bodies we're so different individually mm. yeah different stuff works for different people some yeah, stuff exactly. might really work some things may not work yeah so it's a lot of self-experimentation which is a lot of health and fitness a lot of nutrition is self-experimentation for sure and a yeah, lot of training some people like high volume mm. like respond yeah. well to it some people don't yeah some people get injured some people you know so you got to find what works for you you, you do mm. and yeah. so with biohacking as well you got to find what works for you as yeah because your your lifestyle as well your schedule your partner's schedule you got to find what works for you yep yeah 100% so that's with morning and night routines you got to find what works for you like yeah. what works for me may not work for someone else yeah you know due to whatever time you have to get up or whatever yeah, or 100%. you might have kids or, or something you you have to be up at a certain time or if you, you know you got to mm. do certain things at whatever yeah, yeah. Um, so where was I with my morning routine? So you're reading, so you're hydrate, right. and then yeah. read, yeah. Yeah. and then pretty much coffee and eat, and then I go to work. So yeah. okay. I start work at 6.30. Yep. So, so it's... Fit all that in. Yeah, well, so yeah. I kind of work backwards. This is what I mean by self-experimentation. I time all this, yeah. and, yeah. I, and I see how long it takes, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, what's the latest I can wake up, but cramming all this stuff in, how long do I need... It's yeah. like, okay, 45 minutes, I can Work do all backwards. this. Yeah. And then I'll be like, okay, maybe I'll change my 15-minute yoga to a 10-minute. Yeah. And I might add that five minutes to reading or something. Yeah. I'll yeah. change or I might take something out completely. Yeah. So it's kind of why I've taken meditation out. Yeah. Fit it in to the yoga as well, I Yeah. Suppose. And I'll just make everything else a little bit longer. Yeah. And so I've kind of chopped and changed with whatever my work schedule is, whatever time I have to start mm-hmm. and kind of what works. So I time everything, even yeah. down yeah. to the minute, like the hydration, that only takes like 60 seconds, two You're minutes. You're like, all right, time but I'll write, drink. I have, literally, I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. okay, two minutes to that. That's yeah. easy to fit in. Yeah. But it's the longer ones like the, you know, the 15-minute movement practice, which you might mm. do a core workout or Tabata or something. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I have coffee. Well, I'll make my coffee and I'll have it in the car on the way to work. Yeah. I've actually started to eat my breakfast in the car on the way to work to mm-hmm. save that time as well. Yeah. But yeah. sometimes I will just eat and I'll read and that's doing two things at once. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'll do yoga or stretching yeah. and I'll read. Yeah. And that's two it. things I can do at once. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. But that's pretty much I do every day. Hydrate. Yeah. Like greens powder. Yeah. Movement. Light coffee i don't need coffee but i enjoy it yeah, yeah. i'm the same now yeah, i've i've gone three days without coffee and i don't get headaches or withdrawals at all yeah. yeah so it's good i bring it back in and i know that i'm not like, i don't have a, an addiction to caffeine yeah. yeah yeah it's super important to 
recognize that, I think. Because a yeah. lot of us have coffee every day because it's a habit. Mm, yeah. But some of us, like, I know some people are reliant, but I'm the same. I can go any day without coffee and I'm fine, but I enjoy coffee. So I have it most mornings. Yeah. But it's important to know whether you are reliant on it. And if you are, try and restrict it. Yeah. Consider taking it out. As crazy as that sounds. Yeah. I'm definitely, Don't freak out. I'm definitely on that end of the, <laughs> on so the spectrum. Really? Yeah. Not a lot of caffeine, but yeah. I typically, like, I, I notice a big change, like, just in... I need one first thing in the morning to sort of get me going. Mm, yeah. And I know it's probably not the best thing. Yeah. I definitely restrict the total amount of caffeine that I'm having. Mm. Like I'll have to, I'll have like two or three shots in the morning and then I, I intentionally won't have caffeine in the afternoon. Mm. Like I cut all caffeine from about 12 o'clock. Yeah. I'm, I know we spoke about this briefly the other day. Yeah. I'm much the same like that. I do mm. the same thing. Cause I'm very sensitive to caffeine affecting my sleep at night. Yeah. I think it's important to yeah. know if that does affect your sleep, yeah, yeah. 100%. then have a limit. Yeah, 100%. that's it. So I think while we're on the topic of habits and caffeine in the morning yeah. and morning routines, mm-hmm. yeah. a morning routine shouldn't be like the be all and end all of a successful day. Yeah, You should have also, you should have flexibility. Mm-hmm. If you don't get your morning routine done, then don't let it affect your day. Because I know a lot of people... And this can be a placebo effect in their heads, but if someone misses their morning coffee hmm. and they start work, they'll they'll think, "Oh, I've missed my coffee. I'm going to be tired by lunchtime. Gonna have a shit I'm going to have a shit day." Yeah, and yeah, they probably only do because they've said that to themselves. Yeah, yeah, I agree so, with that. Yeah, 100%. Really true. With yeah. morning routines, you got to be careful to not let it affect your day if it doesn't go to plan or if yeah. you miss half of it yeah, yeah. that's a really i think point. that's really important so yeah, do i yeah definitely. and it's more for enjoyment and for you i think like as good as it is to have the routine and the habit and it can set your day up really well you have to enjoy it rather than it be like a chore like you said you found the meditation was a chore so you stopped it you weren't like i need to keep it in there mm. so that's yeah. a good thing to focus that's on. a really good point so you have your own podcast the high performance path podcast what drove you to start that yeah, so pretty much, I, as I was talking about before, I mm-hmm. started this journey to kind of learn um, health and wellness, and I discovered how much I enjoyed learning. Yeah. And so I started reading books and listening to podcasts, and then from podcasts, you, you listen to them, you get other podcast recommendations, and mm-hmm. then they have guests on that have books, and you read their books, and then you listen to other episodes and just there's so many rabbit holes that you go yeah. down yeah. and you start to have like authors that you really enjoy their style of writing mm-hmm. so you yeah. just read all their stuff or certain podcasts that you like their style of podcast or you yeah. you you like them and you'll just listen to whatever guests they have on mm-hmm. and you might get exposed to guests that you would have never have kind of listened to before yeah so learning all of that i kind of realized okay, I'm learning all this awesome stuff and doing a lot of self-experimentation. And what's the point of it if I don't, like, share it with people? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So true. So it's all about. I yeah. kind of thought, and I have really interesting conversations with a lot of people mm-hmm. just about a lot of stuff, about mm-hmm. mindset and training and nutrition and just philosophy even. And so I thought... I enjoy having deep conversations and stuff. Yeah. And I listen to so many podcasts. I kind of know 
how they should be run or how yeah. like what like I've listened to good ones I've listened to bad ones mm-hmm. so I know what makes a bad one what makes a good one mm-hmm. I was like it the barrier of entry is so low yeah these days yeah. anyone can start a podcast mm-hmm. which is a good thing and a bad thing yeah <laughs> definitely so yeah. I thought you know I'll I want to start a podcast so that one I can learn from like that creates a platform for me to have conversations with professionals mm-hmm. in you know whether that be business owners or health care professionals or yeah you know coaches or athletes or high performers yeah that creates a platform for me to invite them in and have a conversation and learn from them yeah yeah and then i can distribute that and other people can also learn from that so i'm one learning from people mm-hmm. and other people can learn from it as well yeah so it's like a win-win. Yeah, exactly. For everyone involved. Yeah, that's and what I'm, it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of why I started it. Yeah. And because I've always kind of been creative. Yeah. You know, doing a lot of yeah. photography and and that while I was skating. Like skating in itself is kind of creative. It's Yeah. Everyone has their own style of skating. Yeah. And it's kind of an, a way you can express yourself going around a skate park or whatever. Yeah. Do through certain movement. tricks through movement. Yeah, it's an yeah. expression of movement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I kind of, I guess it's kind of, I've always enjoyed creative kind of things. And when I joined the military, there was like, I had no creative outlet. Yeah. And I was like, I'm missing that. I enjoyed yeah. it. I always kind of in the, I always wanted to do something as a hobby, but I had no time to do that when I was in, mil- in mm. the military. I was always away. Yeah. And all my spare time was like, okay, I've been away. I need to get back in the gym. I miss it. All my spare time was eating or training. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. only so many things you can kind of commit to. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. So, I mean, that was one of the reasons why I left. Yeah. yeah. I won't go into all the reasons why I left. Yeah. I won't go diving into that. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of like mental health stuff as well, mm-hmm. which yeah. we can talk about later. Yeah. yeah. But definitely. But yeah, so I've always wanted some sort of creative outlet and this is like, I was like, great, now I can kind of get creative again yeah. and I can do what I like Yeah. and it doesn't cost me anything. Like yeah, I just exactly. got to buy the equipment and put in the time to do it and then it's something I can do that yeah. I enjoy. Yeah, it's like yeah. a little passion project so on the side. So that's why I kind of started it. Oh, yeah. That's really good. That's yeah. awesome. And then finally, if you could give one book to everyone you met what book would you give them Just yeah okay one. this is a tough question you read quite do, a lot too i do read a lot of books yeah um one book it would have to be now it's not going to be oh it's not going to be a self-development book mm-hmm. like what my book club is yeah yeah it'll have to it would have to be sapiens okay have either of you guys read that no no but i have no. seen it and heard about it a fair bit yeah it's I've never read it so it's pretty much it's about the history of humans mm-hmm. yeah so he starts off the book talking about i think it's about a hundred thousand years ago yeah when we as homo sapiens we shared the earth with homo deus homo erectus neanderthals mm-hmm. other kind of species of humans mm-hmm. and he starts it off then and then he goes through the different kind of revolutions and he talks about why we kind of survived and conquered the planet and they didn't wow yeah that's so, so cool. that was huh. the first thing that happened was 
the cognitive revolution. So, yeah. and they still don't really know why this happened, but there was, I don't really know the time frame, mm-hmm. but there's something, something happened in our brains in a period of like, like, I don't really know the time frame, but our brains doubled in a really short time frame, oh, wow. which is like unheard of. That's never, ever happened in evolution. Evolution doesn't happen quick. Yeah. Our brains doubled. Jeez. And what that did, that's why we sleep for eight hours a day. Yeah. Like we sleep, not many animals in the animal kingdom sleep for that long. We're yeah. essentially, that's a third of our life. Yeah. We're asleep. And it's because yeah. of the size of our brain, because we need that long to recover our brains. Wow. So our brains doubled in size. And that's what they call the cognitive revolution. Mm-hmm. That's when we swapped from being able to kind of just grunt and communicate through a real basic language. Yeah. You still say that in the gym nowadays. Few fellas over in the corner. <laughs> Grunting. <laughs> they kind of they haven't gone through the cognitive no. revolution no, yet. Not yet. <laughs> so basically we evolved to be able to tell stories in mm. complex languages. Yeah. And that kind of sparked religion. Mm. The yeah. ability to tell stories and stuff. And we yeah. could communicate stories and pass on traditions and stuff and yeah a lot of cool stuff happened so we went from hunter and gatherers to then be able to tell stories which then helped you could go back to your tribe and say you know down down the river across around near the the trees there's like a herd of lions or there's a herd of bison or whatever we can either like get out like leave or go and hunt them or whatever yeah yeah so we could kind of tell that yeah and that kind of helped us now we weren't neanderthals were bigger than us way stronger than us and their brains were bigger than us Mm. bigger than ours as well they were smarter stronger whatever they would conquer us in kind of every aspect except when this happened we could communicate better and we had better teamwork because we could kind of band together now there's something that he talks about in the book called the Dunbar number. Have you guys heard of that? No. Yeah. Or, or Dunbar's theory. Yeah. It's basically his theory is a group or a village can know, can it can't grow more than the number 150 mm-hmm. without everyone in the village not knowing everyone. So there's a limit. Mm-hmm. If if a village or a tribe is less than 150, you intimately know everyone. Yeah. And you trust everyone. Yeah. Now, if it gets too large, you don't know everyone as intimately. Yeah. And so you kind of don't trust everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it kind of gets too big. And so that kind of separates people. People mm-hmm. kind of start to have arguments and fight. So tribes were limited to 150. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Anyway. Yeah. It's a lesson for business, right? Well, like- yeah. Actually, they have... They have done some studies on this and some CEOs will not have more than 150 um, people in their company. Employees, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Because That's of that super reason. super interesting, yeah. They've tried it and it kind of does. It, there is some truth to it. It does work. Yeah. yeah it is. Because really people cool. just become numbers, I suppose, and yeah. Yeah, you don't know each other. Yeah. So you don't trust each other or have that mm-hmm. relationship. Yeah. And people, if you, yeah. So... Anyway, after the cognitive revolution, there was the agricultural revolution, mm-hmm. which is when we started to domesticate animals and stop and not be nomadic. And we started to kind of just harvest one crop. Yeah. And that meant we can harvest a massive crop 
and feed so many people. So population rose. But because we weren't nomadic, that sparked, that started like disease and stuff. Yeah. And he actually says, I think that was the worst. That was the not, that was the worst mistake we made as humans. Yeah. The agricultural revolution. Mm -hmm. Like we were happier before. We didn't have as much disease Mm -hmm. when we were nomadic. Yeah, wow. There was so much less kind of, anyway, agricultural revolution. And then there was the, I think, industrial revolution. Yeah. Yeah. Or technology revolution. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that might be the fourth one. I've heard of industrial revolution. Yeah. Yeah. So just talk, does it basically sort of outline evolution from where we started to where we are today? Yeah. So I think the reason why I would give that book is just so that it puts into perspective where we came as humans. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's, I just think it's important for people to know and I think it would be beneficial for people to read and realise where we've come from as humans and why we do the things we do. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just good to... People are so kind of um, sheltered and have yeah. no idea about anything. Yeah, where we came from yeah. and... Yeah, even how lucky we are now or how the things we have now might be a disadvantage. I think it's important to know those things. We didn't just pop up out of nowhere like this, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. but you're not like taught. I, I don't know. You might be taught this stuff in school. I didn't pay attention, so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Tell us no, if you no, are. No, this is all new to me. So Yeah, I didn't yeah. think you learned this stuff in school. No. You might learn a little bit of it. I, I mightn't have paid too much attention no, myself. Neither. But, but so, you know, I didn't, not in enough detail, I think, is the point. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it would be that book. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That's cool. I want to read, I want to read that book. So that's going on my it. list. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. This has been a ooh, good size episode. Nearly yeah. an hour. Yeah. We it. might even split into two. We'll see. But okay, we're definitely yeah. going to have Alex back on um, at a further stage, just talking about different types of things. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for being on with us today. And I think we're gonna we're gonna change up a little bit too. So we're gonna go on Alex's podcast. Yeah. Of his own. So. Um, you'll see that coming up through social media. Just before we sign off, where can the listeners find you in terms of social media? Yeah. Yep. So um, Instagram. Yep. Actually, we'll start with my podcast. My podcast is the High Performance Path podcast. Yeah. That's on Spotify. Um, Yeah. I also have an Instagram account for that podcast as well. So it's the same thing the high performance path yep and then basically you can access like anything from either one of those yeah my normal instagram if anyone's interested is just alex tibbles yep yeah no underscore whatever yeah and then i don't i that's kind of what i use instagram Mm -hmm. yeah i prefer that um but i do have facebook because you kind of need facebook these days yeah Yeah, all your family's on facebook yeah, um, yeah, and I actually run a book club as well. Yeah, which I need a Facebook page to run those events. Yeah, so yeah. that kind of keeps me drawn back to Facebook, which I don't really like. But yeah. you know, you got to do what you got to do. Exactly. Yeah. So, what's your book club called if people want to find it and follow you? So it's called Hunter Self Development Book Club. Yep. And we awesome. read. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. We read self-development books. Yeah. Um, not Sapiens unfortunately <laughs> no it's no. more of a kind of an anthropology yep kind yeah. of philosophy kind of book but yeah. self-development books and we read one book every month so it's free yeah we just meet up once a month and discuss 
our key takeaways, favorite parts of the book. Yeah. And just kind of chat with other people who were all pretty similar. We like the same books. Yeah. And then we just kind of vote on whatever the next month's book is going to be. And then we meet the next month. Yeah. Yeah. Just talk about the same thing. It's a really good way to keep you guys accountable if you're looking to read more Mm. um, and read with and share, I guess, really good books with like-minded people by the sounds of things. That's actually the best thing about it, which I didn't, I I think I subconsciously knew, but didn't really click. The accountability Mm. I love. I mean, at first I was like, oh, can I read a book every month? Yeah. Yeah. Now I listen to most of my books on Audible Mm -hmm. and I can, I usually get through one every one or two weeks yeah so a book a month is easy for me i usually read a couple books a month yeah so it's easy for me yeah um but the accountability of taking in information Mm. is actually amazing because it the best way to learn from all the learning that i've done and i've researched Mm. how to learn because i read so many books yeah yeah the best way to learn something is teaching it to someone yeah so yeah. yeah Being part of the book club, yeah. if you know you're going to be talking about what you're reading, it's going to sink in better. Yeah, definitely. And you're going to take, well, I, I take notes anyway, yeah. but then you take notes and put them in your own kind of words. Mm. Yeah. It sinks in a lot better because you know you're going to be held accountable and you're going to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So you have to actually soak it in to be able to relate. Yeah, to you people. can't just skim over it. Yeah, and people might short. people might interpret a book completely different as well. So it's an yeah. opportunity. That's the other good thing about it. You mm. might skip over something and kind of read it, but kind of forget about it or not write it down. Yep. Everyone else at the book club might bring it up as they really like that part. Yeah, yep. and then you can write that down and be like, "Oh, I missed that." Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's like again, you're getting <laughs> reading Learning. it, you're writing notes, and then you're hearing other people's favorite parts. So you're just getting like the main parts of it over and over again it's going to sink in it's yeah. really good yeah, that's awesome 100%. i'm really enjoying it i think it's a great initiative yeah, yeah so, so do I. we'll share um your social media and your yeah. your book club and the links for that and where they can find yeah, you cool. in the in the description for the podcast if yeah. anyone does want to jump on board we've just started this next month mm-hmm. and yep. this this month's book is everything is fucked yeah. by yeah. mark manson which is very popular yeah. right now. So you guys would have sure seen it in the bookstores. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people have read his first bestseller, which was The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. yeah. This is his follow-up one to that. I'm really yeah. keen to read it. I actually started it this morning on yeah. Audible. Awesome. Ah, it's good. Yeah. Stay tuned. No, it looks really good. So, yeah, we'll um, be on the other side of the mic in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, and you guys can that. Yeah, which yes. would be great. And then I want to have Alex on the podcast I know just between me and him, yeah, just to have a chat about more about the military and sort of the resilience and the mental toughness that came from that. So yes, that's that's sort of um, in the works as well. And yeah. so it's not the last you've heard, Alex. No, definitely not. There's plenty more to come. So mate, yeah. thank you for coming around today. Lovely being here. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I hope the listeners have, have got something from it. I've gotten something from yeah, it no, just same. from this chat. So <laughs> thanks again, mate, and we'll we'll talk soon. Thanks, yeah. guys. See ya.